Hello, dear starshines. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Lunchtime Chats. Hello, hello. Hi, Beverly. Hi, Carol. So good to have you guys here. So uh, we have an interesting uh, set of topics to go into today. I'm going to, well, dear sister Starshine here asked me about, asked me to talk about time capsules. And there are particular questions around that and particularly starseed time capsules. So I'm gonna go into that because that's actually a really important thing to talk about because uh, you know we are on this journey of transformation and, and mass and there is a very, uh, there's a lot of um, innovation and calls to rise to the occasion on our horizon. So I thought that I would talk about time capsule and what I understand that to be for star seeds, but then also I wanted to give you guys specific keys to unlocking your time capsule. <laughs> okay, so um, before I go any further, um, Beverly Carroll or um, anybody listening, can you guys um, put a, ch a comment in the chat for me to let me know that the time that the sound is going good? Hello, dear sister Starshine. Welcome, welcome. Uh, so, for those of you who are new, my name is Christina. Thank you, Bev. Um, and I'm an acceleration. Uh, consciousness acceleration expert and we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant for us star seeds way showers new paradigm visionaries we have capacities we have abilities we have perceptions that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family you know and we have you know very unique because of that we have very unique perspectives of what we see going on in the world around us this time of chaos and miracles and change so thank you carol thank you thank you so, um, so I am here to, uh, to, the, to do to the best of my ability to provide a, a, a liberated perspective to these kinds of things that trip us up. Maybe it trips us up because it's a really triggering narrative. Maybe it trips us up because we just can't figure a way through. You know, there's lots of ways we could get tripped up in, in different things that um, come forward um, for us as a community. So, um, so that's what we're here to talk about and dive into. So today, uh, I was asked earlier, and I thought it was a great question, so I thought I'd roll with it, is um, to talk about time, uh, starseed capsules, starseed time capsules, and what, that, what it means, and, um, and I decided I wanted to give keys to unlocking your capsule. So let's uh, start at the beginning here. What is a time capsule? Okay. No, I'm giving my perspective. I don't know what other people are saying about it. Um, she mentioned that other she's heard other influencers talking about it, um, but you know, from I guess what she's heard, there was these questions. So, in my perspective, you know, in my experience, what is a time capsule? A time capsule is when you have some sort of encapsulation. Usually, when it's in the 3D world, it's a vessel. It's a vessel that you put certain um, things inside that are testament, testaments to, to the time period that they're in, or they're very significant to the timeline slash time period that they're in. And then uh, traditionally what happens to a time capsule is that you put those things in it, you close it up, and then you bury it. And 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 100 years, several hundred years go by and then there's a time that's set to open the time capsule and, and see the contents. And these contents are usually something that teaches us about, like gives us some kind of juxtaposition to this is how we experience things now and back then this is how we experience things, you know? So it creates like a juxtaposition, how far we've come, how much we, he, we have evolved, you know, how much further evolved we are in this way and that way, okay? So time capsules are pretty fun. I remember when I was in elementary school, um, there was a time capsule being buried in my town at the time. And I can't remember now why, but the kinds of things we put in it were very simple things like, you know, 
are you know the, the uh, a very popular toy at the time. Um, I think uh, we also put in some money. Uh, we put in uh, <laughs> a cassette tape of our favorite music, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, and I can't remember what the event was about now, but I just remember when I was a kid, I, I put a lot of thought, like, what would I put into a time capsule for the future self, the future me to, to have, to experience, to know about, you know? But I think in the context that Starseed Time Capsule is being used, it's about um, things that are seeded inside that are time encoded, are, enco are encoded to be opened at particular moments in time or to be opened when particular timelines get activated, stuff like this, right? And as you guys know, I mean, we have a lot of awareness of timelines. There's timelines collapsing, we're, we're consolidating timelines. There's all sorts of timeline activity that's been in our awareness for quite some time now. So, you know, there are timelines that are collapsing in the life force energy that was invested, that was once holding that timeline open and holding it as a possibility is now getting reallocated to uh, uh, more, um, we'll say, use the word organic timeline. Now, organic and organic, I went into that a couple chats ago. There's a whole bunch to be said about that. <laughs> but I'm just going to use the term just because it's, it's, a, it's an easy basket to put things in. So, um, so when, we, when our life force gets consolidated to a certain critical mass, that will open up different time capsules within us. It'll activate certain encodements within us, okay? So, um, and this is all about, you know, uh, reaching certain milestones in our evolution, in our wisdom, in our uh, capacity to be integrated within this reality, you know, all this stuff. They're all like milestones. So as you hit certain milestones, uh, and uh, and it's, there's an energy signature with that, then these time capsules of gifts, of ca capacities, of encodements get activated. So as, as encodements, light body encodements get activated, now there's that much more life force energy flowing into our very being. And now we have more access, more broader access to um, multi our multidimensional perceptions, our multidimensional nature. You know, I have a, uh, there's your star sign I was listening to who really likes to um, use her capacity to go through the halls of Amente or use her or, uh, you know, explore the different echelons of the upper worlds. Some are really obsessed about going into the lower worlds. I mean, it's whatever, it's whatever is um, what feels important or meaningful to you. Everybody's different. And now some people have strong opinions about one way or the other, but for me, I'm, I'm very neutral. It's really about, you know, you're having the experience you need to have that's specific to you. And, and who's to say what's good, bad, right, or wrong, up or down in that. But I, I would say when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, timelines collapsing and life force energy consolidating into maybe what we'd into, um, entertain as more organic timelines, this also translates into how we be. And I've done lots of chats about how we be and the importance of that, especially as multidimensional humans um, and, and, and our sovereignty. So as you learn about who you are, you accept more of who you are and you're able to live in a more authentic way, you are strengthening, you're solidifying that, that golden timeline. And I am gonna call it golden just because it's a, um, it's like the it's like the perfect medium. It's the perfect blend marriage of male, female, body and soul, energy and matter. You know what I mean? This is what to me, this is what the ascension slash incension is. It's the imbuement, the the deep imbuement of our physicality and this this reality, this human bandwidth reality that we're exploring. Okay, that we're experiencing ourselves through. So authenticity is a key, key piece. And what that means is that we have to spend a significant time in our pathway and our journey to unravel 
things that are not true to who we are, unravel identities that we took on that's not truly us, okay? And this is one of the many reasons why I encourage ancestral clearing work. Hold on, I'm sorry, I gotta put my cup down there. So, um, and I've done, I've talked lots and lots and lots about that. So this is important because you need to clean out the, 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 the pro, all the programming and stuff that was inherited so you can have more of your life force energy um, flowing through your subconscious and through your body so you're actually living true to you, okay? And that is easier said than done. <laughs> for those of you in the academy and those of you who've been on your path for a while, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. But as you do it in every milestone that you hit, there's a deeper sense of centeredness. There's a deeper sense of empowerment. There's a deeper sense of knowing. So it's really worthwhile to dedicate your time and energy necessary to unravel these, this, these pre-programmed biosuits so you can truly be who you really are and get to know that aspect of you. And so in my, in, in my perspective, how I'm seeing these, this idea of time cap, star seeds, time capsuling, it's, it's about that. It's about as you discover the truth of who you really are and you integrate this into your living, daily living and how you be, it's going to open up these different time capsules that are full of, like I said, encodements, gifts, capacities, stuff like this. And, you know, our ancient, the ancient, the teachers of, I would say the ancient masters, this was not new to them. They, they already mapped this out for us because if, so as a human, as a infinite being in a bio suit, once you wake up to the truth of who you are, you start to really understand that your purpose for being here isn't, a, isn't based on commodity. Wow, actually, I was just talking about this earlier. <laughs> isn't based on commodity. It's based on your vision on, you know, what do you want to create for future generations? It's about legacy. It's about how do you want to contribute to the whole. And as multidimensionals, those, those masters that came before us, they had a lot of bandwidth focus um, spent on helping future generations wake up to themselves, future generations um, become empowered and, and, uh, and heal and, and be who they really are. So this time that we're in now has been dreamt about, has been um, contributed to by many, many generations of visionaries, of masters, of immortals, okay? This, this time right now has been envisioned and contributed and supported by many, many, many generations all around the world in all cultures. It's not just the indigenous. It's not just the Celtic. It's not just the, you know, there's all these different sects, right? It's not just them. They are all a concert. They are all a concert contributing into the, the self-realization of humans during this time. They knew this was coming. Just like you guys know at times something is coming, you know it. You may not want to admit it, <laughs> but you know it, right? So there are, uh, so they were able to walk outside of time. They were able to utilize their power of dream time to, you know, to bring us all to this place that we were at here and now as a collective. And the cool thing is, is that they weren't the, they are powerful, not because they're the majority, they're powerful because they got together in groups and were able to focus and were in alignment with the truth of their spirit. That is where the power comes from. It's not about the more, the, you know, the more people, the, the, the more powerful they become. No, because if you have a whole mob of disempowered people, right? They, they're really no match for a handful, a few dozen of fully empowered sovereign beings. You know, there's no match. You have 80 people in a mob, you have, a, you have two dozen sovereign awakened humans, no match, okay? Because these guys, the awakened humans, those of us who are activated and are awakened to our multidimensional nature, we are working with the forces of nature in a very different way. We are not limited 
to the mad mob mentality. We are, we are expanded beyond the bandwidth of, of, the, of the kinds of things that trigger this mob mentality. And what triggers the mob mentality is being highly hijacked, your, your will and your focus highly hijacked by fear programs, survival programs, you know, um, the need for enemies, the need to be against something, the need to fight, all this stuff, okay? So a sovereign being, a multidimensional sovereign being isn't about the fight, it's they're about the envisioning, okay? They can envision, they can utilize the frequencies and all these, uh, the nesting dolls of the unseen worlds to quite literally create the circumstance, you know, birth the, the circumstance that is perfect for, for life, for them. Now, it's not necessarily personal gain, it's for the gain of life. This is the other big motivating factor we need to understand. And this is where so many starseeds do get hijacked because they kind of get hijacked in the need to make money and to be independent and all this stuff. Yes, that, that's, a, that's important, but really that's a side effect of stepping into your purpose. That's a side effect of stepping into what you came here to do, what, as in what your soul came into this body to do, okay? So if it's like your main motivator, you know, you're still playing small. Uh, the, the side note, and when it's the side note, that's, that's when your purpose is, is, is about producing, creating, uh, birthing things that are for the benefit of the whole, okay? The, it's important to know that. So the dream masters, the immortals of the past, the, the sacred lineages, they were dreaming things into being for the future generations. I think this is a Rumi quote, or Latsu, sorry if I'm totally going to mutilate it, but they talk about real wisdom is, real wisdom is the, is the person that plants the tree knowing that they'll never see the, they'll never live to enjoy the shade of it, okay? This is the true potential of, of, our, of our ability to create an impact reality. It's about the legacy, what you leave for future generations, what you leave for your own children and grandchildren. Okay, so let me get into the keys to accessing your Starseed Time Capsule, okay? Now, I talk about these, these pieces a lot, okay? But I never quite framed it up in the way I'm framing it up here, so that they're, 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 you, might, you might discover something different. <laughs> All right. Hello, dear sister Sherry. Hi. Okay, so the keys to opening up your um, your own starseed time capsule, and just to remind you guys, just revisit. This is um, latent capacities, um, your purpose for being here. It's um, light encodements, um, gifts, spiritual gifts, stuff like that. So we are we are divine beings in a bio suit, right? We are infinite beings in a bio suit. And we come here for a reason, and it's not just to go to the school of hard knocks, right? This is an understanding brought forward by different non-corporeal beings that have been channeled by humans. I need to please understand what I mean by that, okay? Non-corporeal beings were channeled by humans, okay? And that, this idea about this being a school having to learn lessons was conveyed by those non-corporeal beings. So those are beings not gifted with a bio suit, telling beings with a bio suit the nature of their existence, okay? You decide if that sits right with you or not, okay? Or maybe it's somewhere in between, all right? You decide. But this idea, that's, what this, that's how this idea got brought forward. Now, the, the ancient, the elders of the old world have something very different to say about what this reality is. And uh, what they talk about is that this reality is a, uh, a it's, I, I hate to say the word, I'm hesitating to say the word Eden, but this, this reality is a paradise. It's whatever we, us in a bio suit, make this reality to be. It's whatever we make it. So if we make this into a paradise, as in our, 
our parents and grandparents and our tribe has the vision of this being a paradise, this in, then this environment is a paradise in which we get to explore ourselves through our creativity, through art, through beauty, la, 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 okay? If we want this place to be a, play, a school of hard knocks, so to speak, and that's the vision and the truth embraced by our parents and our grandparents and our tribe, then this will definitely be the school of hard knocks, okay? So what they teach us about that is that it is exactly what it is we want it to be, okay? So if you are walking this world with this idea or with this knowing that, you know, um, we're in a place where uh, our, life, our, our life force is being taken from us, our, our you know, our we're at, we're, you know, we're, there's power over dynamics, controlling our world, controlling our lives, that we're not in control of anything at all, then that's exactly how your, how the experience of your world is going to be. Now, this is partially why it's so important to stay in connection with your ancestors, because when you're in connection with your ancestors, you have that many more people contributing into the vision, contributing into how you want this reality to be and how you want it to unfold, okay? So they talk about this reality being whatever it is that you wanna be, want it to be. Okay, so getting to the keys. <clears throat> they also acknowledge that there is a lot of overlays, there's a lot of illusion delusions that humans can get lost in, okay? So these keys that I'm putting forward to you guys are ways to unlock the, the traps of these illusions, delusions, okay? These are all keys to getting yourself out of the illusion, delusion, and stepping back into your power as an infinite being in a bio suit and stepping into the purpose of why this infinite part of you has manifested here in the first place, okay? Okay. All right, so the first thing is, the very first thing you have to, have to um, wake up to, that is that life, to be alive, is to be in a state of transformation. To be alive means to be in a state of constant transformation. Okay, now this is a spectrum. For some beings, when they hear this, they will hear, they will hear something like, oh yes, I need to die to every moment in order to be truly in the moment, okay? So that, that level of total transformation. But there's other beings listening to this recording that have, you know, they're a little bit, uh, they have a much different perspective of what transformation means. So maybe it means to them that I am not actually, I don't have to be stuck in this situation. I am not who I think I am. As in, no matter what's happening, it's guaranteed, the guaranteed constant of all of creation is change, okay? So it's waking up to the realization that change is reality that is constant, Okay. Being a being that's alive means that you are in the flow of constant change. This is what you wake up to. And there's nesting dolls of what this means, like I said. So, for example, if you feel rather, uh, I'll, I'll kind of go back to maybe where I was 20-something years ago, right? If you feel like there are insurmountable odds in your life that you cannot change no matter what, like something that is a cornerstone to your life that no matter what you do, it, you can't change it, all right? That means that there is a very significant part of you that truly believes you're powerless to, to change and that it's up to you to make the change happen, right? But it's not true. And if you are willing to open yourself up and reflect on the main, say three things, three cornerstone beliefs, uh, beliefs that you have about what won't change. And you're willing to ask 
open yourself up to, to shift the energy of that, you are going to discover just how powerful you are in creating change in your life. Okay. So it's you being gifted with the power of transformation, self-transformation. But this realization has to happen first. Okay. Uh, or maybe, maybe it doesn't actually have to happen until after the fact. You at least need to be willing to take the leap of faith <laughs> to, do, to do it. Right. So, so the foundation piece here is understanding that to be alive is to be in a constant state of transformation. So the illusion delusion being bought into is that there's some part of you that cannot transform and never will transform because you don't have the power to transform it, right? That's the illusion delusion. So the, the key here is that statement of is to, to be alive is to be in a constant state of transformation. That's the first key. All right. And it's a hard one, right? It's a hard one. You need help. When we, I mean, we feel stuck because we, we truly feel stuck. It's a real experience, right? <laughs> um, but when we, oftentimes what it is is that we're incongruent. We don't, we don't understand why part of us is hanging on to something, you know, and we can't own that part. So, so there's lots of ways to unravel this. Uh, but like I said, the, the key piece is that once we really let ourselves embrace the truth about the transformation is to be alive, then we can start asking ourselves different questions. And then we're willing to open ourselves to, to, um, to help in transforming, help from our ancestors, help from a beloved, help from prayer, from God, whatever, whatever that force is. Okay. Now this next one, this next one it has, is twofold. This next one is twofold. Sorry, I'm, I have to bend down to get my cup. <laughs> all right. So, all right. The obvious piece to this one is to understand how fear is used as a tool to, it's an illusion, used as a tool to, to keep you trapped in making choices out of fear. So the next key is about understanding that you have the capacity to change your relationship to fear. Okay. You sitting in this chair have the capacity to change that relationship. Okay. Now remember you already woke up to the first key and the first key is to be alive is to be in constant state of transformation. Okay. So as you dissolve the illusion delusions, right, of lack of transformation, then you can graduate to the next level of, okay, now that I can create transformation in my life and the way I want, now you can apply that skill, that capacity, that understanding to changing your relationship to fear. Okay. Changing your relationship to fear. And this is all in a spectrum. Like I said, we're going to be all that what these statements mean to you, they're going to, it's going to be a spectrum. It's going to change depending on where you are in your liberation journey. Okay. And then after you start utilizing and experiencing just how you have the capacity to transform your relationship to fear, you can take that even to the next level. And that is dissolving the illusion delusions that you have an enemy that you have an enemy in this life and that you, or you have an and or enemies in the next life. Okay. So it's an illusion delusion that you have enemies as an infinite being in a bio suit. you you are awake to who you are beyond the face you see in the mirror. Okay, you're awake to the fact that this incarnation, this bio suit is only one incarnation of many. Okay, and that every single being that you're experiencing here in this reality, including the Pachamama, including all the stars above you and all the elementals below you and all the animals and plants around you, you already know them on another level. You already know them in these unseen realities. 
So they are all in concert with you in this here and now reality. So this is lifting the bar big time because we cannot help but blame, want to blame somebody or something for why something is, okay? So this key is a big one. It will liberate, this, this key is something that you're gonna come back to many, many times in your, in your awakening journey. And what's, the other thing this particular key does, it also wakes you up to a different bar, different measure of what it means to be impeccable, what it means to behave with impeccability. The more impeccable you are with your energy, with the truth of who you are, with your truth, right? The more power you get, the more powerful you become in this reality because you're, you're shedding illusion delusions that keep you draining your life force energy in all these programs, all these programs that tell you that you're, you're, you know, you're worthless or you're not worthy. These programs that tell you you're disempowered, these programs that tell you you can't do this because of that. You can't do this because of this, right? You can't do that because of capitalism. You can't do this because, you know, my mom never loved me, <laughs> right? We have all these stories that we fully, full on buy into, but we need to dissolve those stories and consolidate that life force energy and operate from our authenticity. Okay. Which raises the bar of what integrity and what impeccability means. Okay. This next piece is very interesting because all right, those two, those first two that I talked about, those are, believe it or not, those are the real hard ones. All right. Those are the ones that really, you know, are challenging to the star C to the, um, you know, that activated human. And it's because it means, you know, getting dirty, down and dirty with, with humans, down and dirty with life, right? It's really grounding your, the importance of you being here on this plane, doing what you're doing, okay? So those two are, the, those two are uh, challenging, the most dense, let's say. Now, the, the, next, the, the next one is uh, a lot lighter, um, but it still has its challenges because those illusion delusions are still active until they're not, and they come off in layers. So think of this as like a really complicated safe or really complicated keying system. It's like one turn of the key opens one layer up, then another turn of that same key opens up the next layer, and then another turn of that same key opens up another layer. You know, it's like, it's something like that. So these keys don't wear out their usefulness. They just get more and more potent, more and more powerful as you use them in your life, okay? As you use them. Because remember, this all impacts on how you be. And how you be, the frequency, that's, you know, everything's encoded with frequency. So this next piece, it's about finding your relationship to the great mystery. What do I mean by that? It means finding, discovering your capacity to experience the unknown, okay? A lot of people don't want to experience the unknown. They want to know what's going to happen. They want to get an idea. They want to get a landscape. They want to get, you know what I mean? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this is why divination can be really, really uh, addictive, right? Because people want to know. But the more comfortable we can get, the more at peace we can become with facing the unknown, okay? That is us stepping outside of the illusion delusion that triggers this biosuit to experience the unknown with fear, okay? So this is why fear is a big thing. You gotta really understand how to get in right relationship with fear because it triggers physiological, you know, um, cascades of things within the biosuit. So those, the other two keys, you've already started working and now you use the next key which is how do I approach the unknown? Can I approach the unknown? 
okay? And this is, this. believe it or not, the more you do this, the more magical and amazing this reality becomes. <laughs> because we start to let go of these illusions, delusions that keep us in this place of warriorship, keeps us in the place of battling, keeps us in the place of fighting for your right to exist, fighting to, you know, have the right to be loved, you know, <laughs> all the things that keep us in battle. Because in order to face the unknown with, with peace inside of your being, you're completely surrendered to the infinite part of your own nature. You are surrendered to the infinite part of your own nature. And this is so powerful, so, so powerful, the more you can practice it. And this is where my favorite work is that we do in light body. This is, this is where I, this is my favorite part of the work. Absolutely. Is going into the unknown and coming out with deep truths, deep knowledge. Okay. Maybe it's a solution to an unsolvable problem. Maybe it's the next step in a healing journey to a um, incurable, supposedly incurable illness. Maybe it's the next idea of how one wants to truly spend the next 20 years in, of their life, <laughs> you know, doing, you know, the unknown comes from the unknown comes the solutions for everything. Okay. All of life comes from the empty. So the more we can face the unknown, the more we can face infinite potential that we haven't even dared to dream of yet, okay? In the unknown is the infinite potential to whatever our hearts desire. But, and there is a caveat to this, there is no going into the unknown with an idea of how you think it's going to go. There is no going to the unknown with goggles on tunnel vision because you'll miss it. The unknown means being present, truly being present when you have no idea what's going to happen. It's being in like having a smile inside with total cluelessness. And some people might call a childlike state. As you're, and that's the state that one needs to be in to experience the unknown in a way that's fun and exhilarating. So it's no longer hard work. And that's when things really start clicking. When, that, when you're no longer working super hard <laughs> to get yourself to a place to go into the unknown, it becomes a relief actually going into the unknown. It becomes fun. Okay. So to help us face the unknown, this is our ancestor work again, okay? So you wanna really, uh, again, create that relationship with your ancestors because knowing that you're loved, feeling, I mean, I don't mean knowing as a concept in your head, but actually feeling in your heart the thousands of generations of ancestors. There's like this beautiful current of love flowing right through you, to you and through you from your ancestors on, on many, just not just mother, father, but also spirit. So when you are really held in that kind of space, it's so much easier to go into the unknown because you know you're not alone. You know you're working with a team. You know that you're fully supported. And the unknown is not anything to be afraid of. It's something to be excited about. Okay, so those are, those are three keys so far. The fourth key. The fourth key is the art of envisioning. Okay, now this is different than going into the unknown because envisioning is exactly what it, you know, exactly what it sounds like. It's the, the actual, the practicalities of human life is, you know, in these other places. And visioning is going into the upper realms and seeing the much, letting yourself see the bigger picture, the bigger mandalas of the great dream, you know. And when you do that, you, you're in, the, in the, that envisioning, one's heart can expand, 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 expand. And you can quite literally see in the future 
okay, what it is you, your purpose, you know, what it is you've created. You can actually see what it is. What is the legacy you actually created and how it's impacting and how others are benefiting because your heart expands, 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 and you're beyond time and space at that point. And that envisioning inspires you to want to give and take action in the here and now. In some shamanic terms, they would call it the eyes of eagle, okay? So this key really is about melting the illusion delusion that you don't matter, melting the illusion delusion that, that you're insignificant, okay? You spending time envisioning things is a really powerful practice to do for you, but also your future generations, cousins, nephews. <laughs> you know, even if you decide not to, you're, you're not going to be a parent in this, in this lifetime. There, each and every one of us has a very significant impact in this reality. It's just we're, we're taught that we're not. We're taught, you know, we're made to feel small, but actually we are very significant. Anytime one of us goes into the realms of the unknown and brings out a new thought, new idea, new solution, whatever, all of the collective benefits from it, whether we manifest it in the here and now or not, the fact that our consciousness touched it brings it into the human collective. So if we don't do anything with it, someone else in the collective will pick up on it and do something with it too. So maybe your whole purpose in life this is just, just throwing this out there. Maybe your whole purpose in life is to use your capacity to envision. Okay. Or maybe it's to use your capacity to go into the unknown. Either, either of those things. And it's just a matter of you touching something with your consciousness, touching something with your awareness. You see what I mean? And in that, you bring that, that idea, that thought form, that, that potential, you bring it into the human collective. Now, maybe you brought it into the human collective for someone else to take action on, right? That could be so. Maybe you brought it into the human collective for you or for your children or grandchildren or for your sister or for your dad. Either way, that is a valid purpose in this reality okay so what i'm saying with that is that you know your purpose isn't measured by the bar of success and failure that this reality measures okay it's not about your bank account it's not about how independent you are it's not about how many you know followers you have or how many close friends you have or you know, how many kids you have or don't have or how educated they are or, you know, none of the bars that we have in this society that measures somebody as successful or beautiful or whatever apply to your purpose. None of that matters. Okay. None of that matters. So these keys that I'm giving you will help you melt the illusion delusion and you can be more at peace with your own personal compass and your personal compass tells you what, what you're meant to do, okay? The things that you're meant to do uplift you. You might work really hard at it. You might, you know, put endless blood, sweat, and tears into it, but ultimately it's uplifting. You enjoy it. You love it in some way, and it's benefiting others. It's a need. It's fulfilling a need that others have. You see what I mean? So this is why the envisioning could be your purpose because others don't have the capacity to be into in, to get into those expanded states and bring those those um, solutions forward from the great abyss but you do so you do it now now you bring it from the great abyss into the human collective and now someone else can discover it you see um, Barbara Hanklau had told a great story about um about the collective field so she wrote you know alchemy of the nine dimensions without really understanding what the lenses were so she spent many years working with groups of people going around 
um, the planet doing activations and exploring collective fields. So I was in Lilydale, New York one time when she was deep into exploring the collective field. And she was saying something like, you know, um, there's a time when an idea is due, many people will invent, will, will create something in alignment with that ideal. And she, t she made, um, she marked, there was um, string theory that came forward by multiple people at one time. There was some sort of, well, she was citing different scientific um, discoveries, how multiple people discovered them at the same time, scientific and mathematic discoveries. And, and of course you don't find this out until after the fact because one person gets the credit, though there were multiple, multiple humans exploring it and who discovered these pieces, right? And then she even, uh, she made the comment about, um, about the Pleiadian agenda, which preceded Alchemy of the Nine Dimensions. And she said that, you know, after when she put the book in through for publishing, she received several manuscripts that were the same, that was the same content, okay, that were brought forward by different people. So in this way, no idea is truly original, okay, because we are all in this collective soup but how we bring these ideas forward, how we create them, the timing of creating them, the timing of bringing it into the here and now, that is what each of us can own. Your energy, your focus, your purpose, all that, that you can own that because you brought something from the unseen into the scene. You brought something from nothing into something. That is the beauty of humans. Humans have infinite potential to create. We are very powerful creators, okay? Just, you know, right now there's a lot of overlays going on that kind of ensnared a lot of humanity to create things that, you know, to create terrible things rather than, you know, bring beauty forward. Okay, there's two more keys and then, <laughs> and then I'll wrap up. The time's flying, so I need to, I need to keep going. Okay, so, so far, just to recap, the four keys so far is... Understanding that being alive means to be in constant state of transformation. Transcending, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, uh, yeah, transcending and transforming your relationship to fear. And the second stage of this key is, is transcending the need for blame, the need for enemies in any way, on any plane of existence. Okay? These two keys, real, real, real big stuff. It's all big stuff, but these ones I would say are the most dense. And then the next key is being able to be in the face of the unknown. And the key after that is envisioning, your capacity for envisioning beyond time and space. Okay. The next key, this one we all know, we've referred to over and over and over again. But the next key is, is, uh, dissolving the illusion delusions of all the reasons why we have not to love. Okay. That next key is dissolving those illusion delusions of all the reasons we have to not love. Okay. And again, it's, it's a spectrum and this is why the ancients talk about things in circles and cycles, you know, in medicine, like in the medicine world teachings, for example, right? That's because we are always in some sort of cycle with, with nature, right? And it seems like when you're looking at it just in two dimensions, it seems like you're going in circles. And when you're in the illusion delusion, you are. When you're in the when you're really captivated by the illusion delusion, you're just doing circles. But as you discover and implement these keys, you're not going in a circle. You're actually going in a spiral, right? And you're spiraling up, 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 up in frequency, which means you're becoming more and more expanded, more and more imbued with your infinite nature. Okay, so these keys, you know, you you use them when the time is right and they're going to lift you up to that next plane lift you up to that next plane lift you up to that next plane it's like that 
and it cultivates humility, it cultivates softness, it cultivates sensitivity, you know, it cultivates a humble person that truly wants to do good things in the world for their family, for, for humanity. And what's, what, what better, what better purpose is that? <laughs> okay. All right. So Yeah, this next key comes very close to, um, it's like an, an amalgamation of the other keys. And, and that is that you are a creator. You are, and I want to say the creator. And this is in how it's been spoken about in the past to me is it's about being willing to look at everything with the question inside yourself of how can I create beauty? How can I bring beauty? And what beauty is from moment to moment to moment is always changing. Okay. It's not about making everything like beautiful with flowers with great colors. It could be. But it could be utilizing the art you've created with the first key, bringing it to somebody, right? It could be you sharing, transmitting an encodement of, of something you've integrated from using the second key. It could be you just showing up in your authenticity, not saying anything, but the energy you hold somehow transforms transmutes and beauty is now possible in a situation. Okay. This has seen and unseen implications, but that is the final key. And it's, it's, mm, yeah, it's not about having good taste with your eyes. That's, that's what's important. It's not about that. It's having courage to be who you really are in your authenticness. That's the big piece. When you are really who you are, you have the courage to be who you are in your authenticity in any given moment. And in that is generating beauty. So that means in being in the face of pain, being in the face of suffering, how do you bring beauty in the face of suffering? Now I can tell you what it's not, it's not saying, oh, there's no need to suffer because that's not, that's blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you tell someone who's in the place of suffering that, oh, yeah, suffering's a choice. You don't really have to suffer. Wake up. Is that going to help them? No. Assuming they want help, right? What it is is really showing up and being with them. Being with them. Maybe it's in total silence and somehow beauty manifests. All right, dear sister Beverly left a comment here. I'm gonna go ahead and <clears throat> read on that. I have to get closer to this thing to read, <laughs> read the comments. Okay, she says, Okay, she's talking about the, the keys and the locking of the layers. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so these, these, these pieces, you know, just, just jot them down and contemplate them. And in the act of contemplating, things will start to come forward for you. Okay. Um, the, the disempowerment programs are, are really high right now. And it's because the collective... And it's not necessarily a reflection of how good you're doing your inner work or not. It's this, the disempowerment programs are really exaggerated right now because, because um, there's so many in the collective experiencing it, right? So if we have the slightest little thread that can resonate with, with how, you know, because it's building in the collective, we're going to start experiencing that. And it's not because we didn't, you know, we're, we're not in holding the integrity of our energy or something like that. 
it's that, you know, in a collective and the collective is going through that and we are feeling that. Now, what do you do with the feelings? I mean, the tendency is to push it away and say, it's not mine, but really with all these keys in action, okay, these keys I talked about in action, the, the, that's not really the, the piece that brings that kind of response doesn't, isn't what brings beauty. Okay. So really the, the question needs to be, or the understanding that needs to come forward is, wow, the collective is really suffering right now with this Armageddon program, or the collective is really in suffering right now with this, with this um, fear of financial crash program. Okay. And in that, another kind of response comes to you. It's not about, this is where your envisioning can come in. It's not about the fact that they're suffering and now you're feeling it too. And those, those sleepy humans, I wish they were different. No, 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 no. Remember, you're a master creator. You're here to bring beauty. So the question becomes much different. The, the, the response being asked of you from within is much different if this makes sense the way I'm saying it. So, and, I'm, and I don't know what the solution is. I think every moment is different. Every moment brings a different piece. You don't really know. What I do, so I'm in an energy vortex, right? Really strong one. So <clears throat> what I do when I start resonating with these different pieces is number one, I notice that I'm really going in a downward spiral resonating with these pieces, right? And then, you know, I, I, do self-care stuff so I can get a different perspective. I'll start giving blessings to people, especially in my immediate surroundings. I'll start looking at people's energies and giving them love and wishing good things for them. I'll start tuning into the trees and giving them love and praise and gratitude and, and wishing good blessings for them. It's, so for me, I, I, I address it in a, in mostly on the energetic um, Sometimes a conversation is possible, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes the people who, you know, I, I'm in a bit of a bubble in the sense of, you know, who comes into my field. My, it's pretty curated. It's like people really have to know somebody <laughs> that knows me in order to get to know me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just I'm just that out there meeting a bunch of people. <clears throat> I'm, I'm particular in where I'm going and what I'm doing and why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? So. So my lifestyle is, is a bit different, but if, you know, if you're working in the public, you know, it's going to be a much different relationship to that kind of thing. But we are here as star seeds, as some people call us earth angels, some people call us star angels, whatever. We're here to have an impact. We're here to be the master creators that we are. So our very existence, it, it has a, has a impact on the whole. And something that a big piece that I talked about, I don't know if it was last week, I think it was last week, is that no, it was a week before last week, I was still in Guatemala, is we really need to stop comparing ourselves with the average human because they have a very different, very different relationship to this reality than we do. They have very different training, very different programming, they have very different frequencies than we do. Okay, so we need to end that habit of comparing us with, with them. And I don't mean to make a us and them kind of scenario, but it's, it's like they are living the program and we're here to create a new program, you know, actually not even a new program, but to liberate and create a new way of being. That's more accurate. Create a new way of being. So us comparing ourselves to those in the program doesn't work by us creating a life that's by our own measure, that is the change, okay? And that is how we reclaim these timelines. We reclaim these different prophetic, prophesized events. We can reclaim those trajectories to something that we envision, that we dream forward into being. You see what I mean? So Remember that you're not here to go along with the old program. You're here because you vibrate differently. You are in a different kind of existence. You're here to create the new, the different way of being. All right.
Well, thank you, thank you, thank you all for, for spending this hour with me. Please uh, let me know. I hope these keys were helpful. Um, I'll probably end up talking more about them because, you know, I gave you guys, these are like little zip files that, that I talked about. There's a lot more to them. Um, but if you guys want to work with our community and work with your capacity for envisioning, work with your ability to go into the unknown, to face those fears, to, to change those relationships, to do, you know, to exercise these pieces, I, um, I would invite you guys to check out our Life Body Essentials um, subscription. This is building a strong energy field, good energetic hygiene. It's, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful program to really reclaim your energy and how you be. And it sets you up for the more advanced steps of being going into the unknown, tracking energy, but then also you um, going into dream time and being more potent in your, in, with the dream realm. So all that is, um, all, everything that we do in the more advanced levels starts with the essentials. So I encourage you guys to check out Life Body Essentials at lifebodyacademy.com. All right. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.